Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Football fans, welcome to Morning Footy. We're glad you're starting your day with us, and by we, I mean us. At this desk, I'm Susanna Collins. That's Nico Cantor, Jimmy Conrad. What's up? Alexis Guerreros. We've got Chris Whittingham in for some headlines today. Uh, Jimmy. Yes, hi. How is the morning show life treating you? Fantastic. Yeah. Though I'm on West Coast time, so maybe not as fantastic. Are you a little messed up right now? A little bit. The internal clock. But I'm having fun. Look at all these beautiful faces around me. So you're going to bed at like 6 p.m. your time. Yes, and waking up at 3 a.m. That's wild. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, Champions League, so it returns today. Match day three kicking off. Let's take a look at the Group A standings, shall we? Because we've got a couple big matches in there. Bayern Munich sitting on top. They will take on Galatasaray. Today we've got uh, Copenhagen and Manchester United with zero points to start the group stage. Now, we have talked a lot on this show about Manchester United's early form. It it could be turning in an upwards trajectory, Jimmy. They've got they've got a couple wins in a row against Brentford and Sheffield, which I realize are are not the greatest or toughest of opponents, but how do you think they are going to feel heading into this match today knowing that they desperately need points and that their first two Champions League matches have not been good performances. Well, I'm glad you brought up desperately. I think there is some desperation in their game. To your point, they have zero points in the group. They have to win this game for a number of reasons. One, just for confidence. I think it's important when you come out of an international break to win, even if it doesn't feel great, but you still perform and get the three points. They did that against Sheffield United. That's important. I think with the Sir Bobby Charlton news, winning that first home game in honor of him. I think there's some extra pressure, but obviously that motivation to go out and have a good performance in front of your home fans at Old Trafford. And they have a whole bunch of injuries. So they're working through what kind of identity they want to establish going into this, building some momentum off of these games. And I feel like they're going to do it. And now they're welcoming in an FC Copenhagen team who also not in great form. They had to come back against one of the worst teams this past weekend in Denmark to win 2-1. to one. Had been winless in three prior to that. 
And even though they only lost to Bayern 2-1 in the last match day, I still feel like this is a perfect opponent for Manchester United to go out there and play on the front foot. I feel at times with United, they react a lot and aren't very proactive for whatever reason. Maybe because there's a lot of changes to their lineup. Maybe because Eric Ten Hag's sophomore slump as a manager is coming into play. But uh, this is a must-win game for them, and they need to show that right from the opening whistle. Sophomore slump, I think, is a, is a great point. It's something I, I don't think we often consider. But the one thing about this fan base, and I, this feels like it's gearing up to be a turning point for Manchester United, the Sir Bobby Charlton, the atmosphere that you would expect at this house, FC Copenhagen not being the strongest level of competition. They could sneak up on you. El Yunusi's had a great season so far. But this feels like a moment where they can galvanize, not just as a team, but as a fan base. And... I'm looking at sort of hopefully there's an opportunity where, look, the Sancho drama seems to have kind of slid away. Some players are coming back. Reguilon might be coming back. He's probably going to be better than, you know, Lindelof at, at left back. There's, there seems to be some signs that this could be a turning point. And if there's ever a moment, it's probably going to be this one, this home game. Old Trafford becoming a fortress uh, again. And Old Trafford hasn't been a fortress. They're off to their worst ever start in not only their Champions League history, but their European Cup history. Never before ever have they gone the first two games with two defeats. You expect a win against Copenhagen. That's the standard of Manchester United. Like, anything below that is not good enough. You then have City at the weekend. And if you win against Copenhagen, which is what you're supposed to do, and then you lose against City, I don't know where's the wiggle room for that turning point. Um, And United, despite winning at Sheffield, you have to put up big wins. Then you've got Newcastle and EFL. We'll see what type of two teams play against each other there. But it's it, it, the turning point, yes, it could be coming, but it's, it's not a quick, agile, speedy turn. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're shifting a Boeing out of position. It, it's going to take a little while before that becomes uh, a, a major turn. And mm-hmm. It has to be convincing from Eric Ten Hag, but it also has to be convincing from the players that haven't been performing at the top level. Case in point, probably the most glaring example is, is Marcus Rashford that's been completely out of form with Manchester United. Now with England, we saw him in the international break, that he still has the ability. Of course he does. He's Marcus Rashford. So if Eric Ten Hag can find the right pieces to, to the puzzle mm-hmm. and he's been what's what's interesting i'm sure we could have a 30 minute show or an hour-long show on manchester united yeah. alone i mean the left the whole side week. is really interesting for me when you bring up marcus rashford who sets up in the left wing yeah the fact that luke shaw's hurt that's the reason why uh, tyrell malasia yeah. when he's he's hurt as well so you have your two what you expect left back starting gone and now you're putting right-footed players on the left side yeah. It just messes up the flow. Amrabat is not a left back. Lindelof is not a left back. Delo is not a left back. And I Crazy think that, that slows the team down a little bit. So Reguillon coming back in helps, but he's not Shaw and Malasia, who's been who's been, who've been in this system under Ten Hag. He's before. an incredible def- incredible defensively, but he doesn't provide you the attacking threat or the assist threat that a Luke Shaw would. And Luke Shaw can go forward and sort of be in that midfield and be sort of a bit more established in that midfield than a Reguilon. But a Reguilon at least provides you coverage that we've sh- we've seen. All He's the names you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, All the names it you mentioned we're not able to do. How, how is you no academy player, a left-footed defender out of the academy? I don't know. I want to hit on something you said earlier. You referenced the identity of Manchester United. What would you say is the identity of this team? Because I think that has been a question mark and a problem in and of itself 
that perhaps there is a lack of identity for this team right now. Well, it felt like there was one under Eric Ten Hag last season. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason this year, either teams are now set up better against them or have a better understanding of how to break them down or to make them more predictable, I would say. They just feel like they lack a little something, maybe even a little belief in how they're playing because it doesn't feel like everybody's on the same page. It's like, hey, Bruno Fernandez, it's your turn to go try something. Hey, Marcus, it's your turn to go try and do something. And it doesn't feel like they're all working together. And when you see other teams who do it so well, the Man Cities, even Tottenham right now under Big Ange, there's a clear identity of how they want to play. Now, I think to reference Tottenham really quick, at some point, teams are going to figure out how to slow them down, and maybe that's where Ten Hag is running into it. There's that, that second tier of sophistication mm-hmm. to your tactics that either he's trying to put out there and the players aren't performing, to your point, they're just like, not executing at a high level. Especially if your goalkeeper's messing up the way that he's been messing up. That doesn't up. help either. That, 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 that is a, a dramatic detriment. Sure. And what does that's that a dramatic do? dramatic detriment. Puts, puts an insane amount of pressure on a back line that's been inconsistent and hasn't Great had point. the same starters. And, and, and so you, now, Lisandro Martinez also out. You're, yeah. Yeah. Arguably one of, if not your best center. Your back. heart and soul, really, if you think about the way this team, sort of the grit, the grit that he provides. There's just a, a, once you get past that midfield, there is a lack of confidence all the way through to goal. And that, especially when you don't have confidence in the decisions that the, that the manager's making. There, I mean, I think back to Eric Ten Hag at Ajax and how we all knew exactly what they were going to do. We knew how they mm-hmm. wanted to play. We knew what he provided. And that's just not converted to Manchester United. And the players he's brought in have not performed to the level expected, whether it's of their transfer value and what they paid for them or their fee or what's expected of them just as how, how well we saw them play at Ajax. It's just not a transfer to uh, Manchester United. I love how emotionally I speak about Manchester United when I don't support your club, everybody. So that's uh, <laughs> right. kind of really speaks to... Who do you support? He's I'm a Newcastle, Newcastle supporter. Actually? Yeah. Like as of like the takeover? Since back in the day. No, 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 no. no. Back when they were actually good in the mid-90s and then it was a steady decline. Until that oil money came in. Let's go. Tino's Priya. Yeah, he was there. Solano. He's been there when Alan Shearer couldn't stop them from getting relegated. You were there. Yeah, thank you. An OG. OG. Uh, (laughs) Quickly before we head to break, Scott McTominay, how important could he be in in this game today? Because he has three goals in the last two games. He's been playing well for club and country as opposed to, like, um, um, Marcus Rashford. Um, Do we expect him to be be an impact player today? He's probably their most informed player at the moment, Uh, unbeknownst to them, and certainly not by anything Eric Ten Hag has done. I think he uh, developed that uh, and sort of the confidence that he's playing with when he was playing with the national team. Uh, recently, he gave an interview where he said, stop saying I played striker in the in the youth levels. He goes, I did that for two games because the striker was out, and it just so happened that I played well. But if you look back at some of the goals he scored, the two goals he scored when he was a youth player, I believe it was just two, they're very similar to the goals he scored now roaming forward for Manchester mm-hmm. United, making late runs, sort of get, getting in position away from a defender. Again, he can provide a surprise for Copenhagen Hagen's back line because you're not expecting him to be up there. And I think he could be integral. And if he, comes, if he keeps scoring, this could be one of the greatest stories of the Premier League this season. Scott McTominay from not even being on the, you know, considered a starter to all of a sudden be one of your team's top scorers. Let's go. This would be huge. Yeah. All right. Um, we are just scratching the surface on our <laughs> Champions League conversations today. We're going to take a quick break. Chris Whittingham will be back with some headlines when we come back. Stick around. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Okay, yesterday we were supposed to do our best of the weekends, but we didn't have time for it, and this was mine. This is Sir Minty. <laughs> this is the mascot for Charlotte FC just absolutely destroying a flamingo after their win over Inter-Miami, and they clinched the playoffs for the first time. And I just, <laughs> it's something about mascots, just like, they make me laugh yeah. so hard. It's just these, you know, you think about the person that's inside there, and then this, like, ridiculous cartoon character, and they're just doing ridiculous things. I, I don't but know. That's the I'm purpose. so here for it. That su- successful mascot It right is there. successful mascotting. Jimmy, I know you've been around in and around MLS for a long time. Are you How saying are, I'm a human mascot? Is I, that what wow. we're going I can actually Who's see inside you, you dude? <laughs> I can see Christian that. Polanco. <laughs> you like that one? Just good one. Good go. one. Good one. I was actually a mascot for the Milwaukee Bucks for a game. No, you were not. I did. I did actually? some stuff. Yeah. And yeah. how'd it go? Uh, it was great. I went on the floor and was shooting the, the T-shirt cannon into the stands. And you then got the, to shoot a T-shirt cannon? Yeah, and then we had a really bad reindeer one. And then the real Bucks mascot came out and, like, beat me up on the floor. It was great. That's oh. It was fun. Amazing. I enjoyed it. Amazing. We share that. I was also a mascot for a feature once. Wow. And, uh, yeah, the infamous neck bounce, Lots of to course. Unpack. Yeah. No, but MLS has had some infamous. In- that is the most epic, most <laughs> yeah. famous neck bounce Thank ever. You. Thank you. It was, it don't be, it was a goat moment <laughs> for <laughs> mascots. And it was one time. That's all she needed. That's it. That's all I needed. No, but I just, I love, MLS has some, like, classic mascots. Like, Rapid Man from the Colorado Rapids. It that is, is horrific. I mean, like, it is kind of, it's absolutely terrifying. Bone chilling. So, that's Sparky from the Chicago Fire. Very, very kid-friendly. 
Oh, Timber Joey. Less no, kid Timber, I would argue Less that Timber Joey is a mascot, and that's Cosmo from iconic oh. moment when he had the, the it's Galaxy. called soccer sign With and Jose, Jose Mourinho. Mourinho. Yes, Fang. Fang is a newer one. Mm-hmm. Love Fang. Introduced. Oh, and then Fang. here's the greatest of all time. That's right. That's right. Here she comes. Here we go. How many times do and you think then, we're going to repurpose this <laughs> Bro, full on neck bounce. Wait, that's Look at this. Iconic. Look at the legs. Iconic. That, wait, what? <laughs> that was Sue's. That was no way. That was Sue's. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you. watching everybody's reaction when they're introduced <laughs> to that video. It happened to me. It was a show I was on vacation or something. They showed that, and then I came back like the Monday afterwards, and Charlie and Alexis were like, you don't <laughs> know. Like, you don't know. I, I don't. Bro, streets are still talking about the neck bounce. That's right. That's Shorty right. Shorty neck game crazy. Pure incredulity when she takes yeah. off. Well, now we got to find footage of, of, of Jimmy, now, Jimmy Conrad. we got to find some we of that, that This is why butt. Suze wears her hair down, because the abs on the back of her neck. It's just bulging. You're too strong. Y'all can't see it, but yeah, that's right. That's why the extensions help. Um, hey, Chris Whittingham, um, of the of the MLS mascots, do you have a favorite? I, I can't say that I do. It's more that like I'm at the games and I don't feel like the presence of the mascots are felt. What? So like that's like the first time I've really the Sermenti video is like the first time that I feel like I've seen. A mascot this season. Is that just, you know what, you are, you're kind of like an like, all-business guy. Yeah. Laser, laser you're just focused, focused on your job. <laughs> laser focused you're on like, my job, I ain't got yeah. no time Overly for mascots. Focused. Also, if I can quibble with that just ever so slightly, Inter-Miami are not flamingos. We needed like an inflatable heron. Because there we go. Like, ah. people, people think see? that they're a flamingo because it's pink. It's pink, they're I know. They're not flamingos. That is, you're right, you're right. That is the impr- no, I, I also, I'm, glad, you, I'm glad you're clearing that I actually up. have a quibble. Nobody cares. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're flamingos. Sarah they're pink. That's the guy who's dressed <laughs> up as a, a look, I'm a mingo. today. Imagine no, no, Sumithi beat me up right now. Notorious for not quibbling. Alexis Guerrero. Let's get to our headlines. We'll start with FC Barcelona, which is facing an injury crisis heading into an important week. Xavi providing an injury update on Monday and confirmed that Frankie de Jong won't be back in time to face Real Madrid on Saturday, while Pedri and Robert Lewandowski will miss Wednesday's Champions League match versus Shakhtar Donetsk and our doubts for El Clasico. Barcelona's injury crisis leaves the Catalans with 12 healthy first-team players to face Shakhtar, which has led Xavi to call up reserve team players and academy players to fill out the squad. The crisis has created opportunities for youngsters, such as Marc Guiz, the 17-year-old, who scored the winning goal in Barcelona's 1-0 win against Athletic Club. We go from the UEFA Champions League to the Asian Champions League. For Alexander Mitrovic powered Al Hilal to a 6-0 group stage romp over Mumbai City. The Serbian striker scored Al Hilal's first, first three goals and added an assist in the route, which keeps the Saudi club at the top of their group. Al Etihad was also in action in Champions League yesterday with an Abdur Razak Hamdala winner lifting them to a 1-0 victory. In MLS news, the LA Galaxy's terrible season came to an end on Saturday and their roster rebuild began quickly with the Galaxy announcing they will not bring back Brazilian designated player Douglas Costa. Costa managed eight goals and 12 assists in 51 appearances over two seasons with the Galaxy. His departure frees up a designated player spot for the Galaxy who could have a second DP slot available if Chicharito Hernandez does not return either. His contract with the Galaxy expired at the end of the season. 
In other American soccer news, Michael Bradley finished his incredible playing career on Saturday and has wasted no time on making his first post-playing career plans. The former U.S. men's national team star has joined his father, Bob Bradley's coaching staff at Norwegian side Stabæk. Bob Bradley joined Stabæk in September in his second stint with the club and took charge with Stabæk in the Norwegian League relegation zone. Seven points in their past three matches has helped Stabæk climb to within goal difference out of climbing out of the bottom three in Norway. In the Netherlands, Ajax has fired up manager Moïse Stein after a terrible start to their Dutch league campaign. Stein leaves with Ajax winless in their past eight matches in all competitions. They're in 17th place in the Eredivisie, their lowest ever ranking, which is five points from their first seven games. 22 points behind leaders PSV. According to multiple reports, Hedwiges Maduro will take will serve as caretaker manager with former Greece national team and a Chivas manager, John Van Schip, reportedly being pursued as an option to finish out the rest of the season. Nico, Ajax is an absolute mess. Can anybody turn things around for the side from the Dutch capital? Uh... I don't know because the situation is so poor. This is, it's not just a terrible start. It's their worst ever start since they've been introduced to Dutch football. And that goes all the way back to the 50s. This is scary where Ajax is. And so many questions have to be asked institutionally because you look at the team and it's not a team that should be sitting in relegation zone in the Eredivisie. It is strange that they got it so wrong. And again, we've talked about this before, the, the turnaround for Ajax is something that they're used to. They're used to buying players and when they get hot, sell them for a, a very hot price, a very to, like, top of the market price, but they always find a way to reinvent themselves and compete mm. and, and be in Europe. And they're in a in relegation zone. I don't think they're gonna get relegated at the end of the day, there's going to be enough quality to save themselves from relegation. And it's crazy that at this point, that's the goal that we're talking about by the end of the season for, for a team like Ajax. Because at this, it's so desperate at this point that that's the first thing on the docket. Not get relegated would probably be the most notorious relegation in, in European football, I think. It's a good word. I mean, look, this, the situation is highly toxic, going back to Overmars and, and the situation with which he left, and really the situation that he sort of created. Uh, there are reports that he, instead of going through a scouting network, which is what made them famous, their ability to find this talent, develop them slightly, and then push them on, transfer them for much higher value. There were reports that instead of going through a scouting network, he sort of leaned on texting friends that, mm. you know, of, of, that he had influence with and say, hey, do you know anyone? Get players in. I, obviously, texting was a big issue for him because it's also the reason he was let go. Uh, but he was sort of circumventing his scouting network. Milson Tat didn't work out. Remember during the, the match in which the fans raided yeah. the, tried to raid the front office? Milson Tat had walked into the, into the uh, locker room when the coach wasn't there and said he demanded the coach should be fired in front of the players. This has been toxic all the way, going all the way down. And now there's reported rumors. There was a reporter by the name of Perez, and I forget his first name, who's reporting that uh, players like Berghaus were purposely failing to try to get the coach out, trying to sort of get the coach sacked. I mean, this is this is goes deeper than just hey, the the director of football mm. and and uh, your CEO uh, and your and your coach are, are problems. This is deep seated that hasn't been corrected now for what looks like a few years. And in order for them to survive in this league, they're going to have to start making the changes to bring them back to Ajax. Because I will take a little bit. I will change one thing you said. They don't reinvent themselves. They continue to provide the same quality and be that same. Correct. Team. And instead of reinventing themselves, now Correct. they have to reinvent themselves. I think what's interesting to your point is that. 
an Ajax team in the past, if a coach wasn't working, I think they would have sacked that coach within four or five games. The fact that they gave this coach, Maurice Stein, an extra four or five when it clearly wasn't yeah. working is a sign for me, some evidence that something's not right at the highest levels of the club. Yeah, have, we, have we ever seen anything like this before? Like a, imagine, a fall from grace so drastic? Imagine if they get relegated. Could you imagine? No, I can't. That's why I'm asking. I'm trying to think of a big well, team. Didn't like, Borussia Dortmund, when Jurgen Klopp's last year, they were at the bottom of the table halfway through the season. Yeah, but they never got relegated. They didn't get relegated, right. but they were in that part of the, the table for a long yeah. time, and I think Klopp left at the end mm. of the I season. I mean, similarly in Europe, I'm trying to think of examples Chelsea right now. Chelsea last year was, I mean, Ch- but they weren't not this terribly bad. close to getting relegated. Lyon? They kind of were Lyon is currently in the bottom of the, yeah. Last. Dead last. Wild. It's crazy stuff. People forget how influential Lyon used to be. You know what else is crazy? our production staff at Morning Footy because I'm telling you, these people know how to find anything. That is Jimmy Conrad That is as horrific. the Bucks mascot. <laughs> how sweaty were you? I was pretty sweaty. I will say, shout out to the Bucks. They made a personalized number 10 Conradinho jersey for me. Aww. That's awesome. was pretty awesome. I still have it. I also proud. can tell what era that was just based on what the guy in front of you is wearing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good look. The Hilfiger jacket. That has got to be 04. Let's go. Amazing stuff. Well done, Morning Footy crew. All right, guys, we're going to take another break. Um, We are diving further into some Champions League matches, a few teams that are also desperate for a win other than Manchester United. That's coming up after a quick timeout. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch Sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch Sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get even softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus 15% off your first order with code ODYSSEY. So head to B-O-L-L and branch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Eric Ten Hag's men have struggled. They haven't looked a solid unit. Just a little bit of trepidation in amongst the anticipation tonight. Maybe for Eric Ten Hag as well. But it's 1-1. Both sides will feel that they're more than capable of winning this. Is this a moment for Hoyland? And look at the finish. And Manchester United lead again. Brilliant. There's still time to win this game. And end the series. And surely won it for Sevilla. Oh, that's incredible. Sevilla directly from kickoff and restored their lead. Decker's on his bike. It's Shalala Decker! Their first mega goal in the UEFA Champions League. 
Union Berlin. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Match day three of Champions League kicks off this afternoon. Here's a look at the upcoming fixtures. Today you can watch all of these matches on Paramount Plus and our coverage begins at 2 p.m. in Group A, Galatasaray taking on Bayern Munich. Union Berlin hosting Napoli. That's a big one for them. They desperately need some points. Um, and in Group B, we've got Sevilla, Arsenal, and Lens hosting PSV. So let's take a look at the Group B table as it stands right now. Lens sitting on top of the table with four points. PSV with just one point. It's interesting because PSV, uh, they're sitting on top of the Eredivisie Perfect. right now. Nine and nine. No, perfect on the season, and yet that success has not translated to Champions League. Why do you think that is, Jimmy? Well, I think it's a different competition, and, and they had the unfortunate task of having to travel to the Emirates to play Arsenal in match day one. Arsenal are Arsenal and are very good this season and obviously have some purpose in how they like to play, and I think PSV just ran into a very good Arsenal team on that day. Sevilla obviously are beasts in European competitions, more so in the Europa League than the Champions League, but they also know how to survive in these types of environments, let's say. So I'm not surprised at Sevilla, that was a 2-2 result. Mm -hmm. This is their big chance though, PSV, to get a result against a Lens team that, yes, won their first Champions League game in 21 years when they beat Arsenal <clears> on match day two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you remember that? I, I do for you, some you reason. You remember that? Yeah, but... Yeah. but didn't look great coming out of the international break. Had a 0-0 draw this past weekend against La Havre, uh, who just got recently promoted into Liga. And did I don't know, know Bradley. Bob Bradley was the coach. The he did. He did. Mars to go to also Mars is there. That's where Lester found him. Man, wow, you guys are full of hmm. like, living, breathing Wikipedia. <laughs> yes. right oh no, he's that. a Wikipedia. But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. This is a big game for PSV, and they need to get the full three points if they really want to make a run at it to get into the round of 16. Okay, so who are the players that need to have a big performance for them today if they want to get some points? Well, I'm hoping that Malik Tillman will be involved. Uh, he's yeah. coming back from injury. He came off the bench this past weekend in their 3-1 win. I don't think he's going to start because Hustiel is pulling the strings in the same position. He's got four goals and an assist in his last five. Excellent player. It would be nice to see Till and Malik Tillman at the same time, but they're kind of like for like, so I could understand why Peter Bosch is going the way that he is. Uh, Ricardo Pepe's only played nine Come total on, minutes in, in uh, the Champions League so far. Sergio Des plays on the left. I don't know how much of an impact he's going to have, but he'll probably start. Well, I don't know. Defensively, he's going to have to have a big game, mm -hmm. which on the left for the U.S., we recently saw him. Obviously, it was against Ligoizane. It wasn't great. But there's a matchup that you might like on that wing. It's Shemislav Frankowski, formerly of the Chicago Fire. Thank you for saying his uh, first name because I was so, I was like, I I'm going to bring him up. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> Bro, I, it looked like someone just went like this yeah. on the he keyboard. Is. So I was like, I can't. Frankowski is like the most, that's like the most yeah. Chicago, Chicago name. Chicago yeah. Polish. It's, yeah. Uh, so it's Shemislav, the L with the little thing through it, Bro. right? Is a wah sound. I saw that so, in panic. Shemi's wah. Shemi's wah like, Frankowski. I'm going with Frankie. Um, he's, he's been great for Lons. He's, he's able to get very high up, up his wing, and Dest is going to have a, a big responsibility defensively because we know how good he is going forward, but defensively, we saw him against Bukayo Saka on match mm -hmm. day one. How. Arsenal was able to exploit that area of the pitch and get in behind and beat defenders, not only Des, but the accompanying defenders one-on-one. -on -one. And 
blow them out of the water. They beat them 4-0. So obviously, it's, it's a different level of competition. And it longs with the atmosphere. After you don't have Champions League for so long, yeah. and you finally have it at your stadium. Look at St. James's Park in Newcastle. How the, the, the energy is different. The atmosphere, it's at a... So hungry it's just for at, it. at another level where it's difficult to go in there yeah. and, and play. So PSV has to have a night. Jimmy, for these young... Americans, how important is this type of experience, though? You know, just getting the, the, the Champions League experience, playing in front of these, these crowds and in, in these stadiums at the, at the highest level, what does that do for a young player? No, I think it's important, and I'll reference my time with the national team. When I got called in and made my first World Cup qualifier, Bruce Arena was the coach at the time, and he didn't put me in the 20 or the 18-man roster. I was part of the 23, so I got to sit there and watch to see how Eddie Pope, who I looked up to and started for the U.S. for many years, how he prepared for a game of this magnitude. We're down in Trinidad for a qualifier, and I was rooming with Casey Keller. How does he prepare for games? You get these little insights that I think end up becoming very important when you then become the guy. So mm -hmm. I think even Ricardo Pepe not starting, he's still picking up huge elements of what it means to be a proper professional in this type of competition. Yeah, and we've talked about you know how important it is for a guy like Ricardo Pepe to fight for that starting for those minutes, fight for that opportunity. So if he does get an opportunity in Champions League, I think it's part of his progress. I don't think we, we as U.S. fans want to see him start. We want to see every one of our players start, of course. But I think showing that progress, show, taking the next step, making those changes in, in training that give the coach a, a chance to be like, hey, wait a minute, maybe we got to put this guy in for at least a few minutes, that would be great. That's mm -hmm. all I need zero, to say. 0-0, zero, Luke de Jong's not working, 78th mm -hmm. minute. I love that. Ooh. 78? Give him 20 minutes instead yeah. of 12. I want to see Tillman play, though, too. His last three starts, two goals and an assist. So he's really finding his feet in the system. Love it. Will it into existence. All right, let's move it along to Group C. Let's take a look at the standings. Real Madrid uh, sitting very comfortably on top of that group with six points. Um, but there is a Union Berlin. Union hmm. Berlin. It has not gone well for them lately in in all play. Odds. Odds. That's an understatement. The group. That's plus ten thousand. That's bleak, as they say. They have Buddy, there is one guy right now going. I'll throw a tenner on eight that. Consecutive, <laughs> eight consecutive losses for for Union Berlin across all competitions, and they have a very very tough test against Napoli today. Do we give them a chance? What needs to happen for, for Union Berlin for them to have a chance? Their last win one? was August 26th. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a minute. They need and they've had some heartbreaking losses in, in yeah. Champions League yeah. so far. I mean, giving up these, these late goals. It's, it's just been gut punch after gut punch. Actually, let me rephrase that. The last time they took points from a match was August 26th. It was a win, but they've lost consecutively since then. Funny enough, the last time that they lost eight games in a row, they got relegated to the fourth division. That was back in 2003. Oh, this team has been in an incredible ascent. And ever since they've been in the Bundesliga, they've surprised us with performances throughout the season. Mm -hmm. it's, they've shown that they can compete at the top level and, and be with the top dogs. They've finished top half, like, and every year it's gotten better, like seventh and then fourth. Finally, they finished this year. They've been in European football. And they had a strong transfer window, and they are just unraveling. They're it's leaking at the back, too. Because I'm a big fan of their coach, Urs Fischer, but there's something amiss. And I wonder, this is their first time ever in the Champions League, and we've seen it before in all types of leagues. When you're somewhat of a mid-table team, 
and then you get thrown into this bigger competition and you're playing much better competition and it's, it's harder to have that type of success or things that aren't necessarily going your way. Where do you go find that confidence? Because then you go into the league, you're like, wow, we got to prepare for Napoli midweek or we got to go to Madrid and play against Real Madrid. You have to balance something you didn't have to balance before. And now there's expectations on your team to continue to improve on what you've done in the past. And I just think it becomes a, this weight that they didn't have on their shoulders before. And you see a lot of clubs at sync. I remember maybe West Ham or Aston Villa getting into Europe and then they just didn't have the, the depth to compete in all these competitions. And then it just sinks you domestically as well, especially in the league. For, what a, team, is, for a team like Union Berlin, though, who this is their, their first Champions League experience, are, are the expectations to, to win or is it like, no, we're just happy to be here situation? I mean, mm-hmm. what's the approach? I think I mean, the issue with the changing of stadiums and stuff, I mean, there's a lot to talk about when it comes to Union Berlin and the Champions League. But I think if you're their fan base, the one thing you want is to stop the slide. Like Nico said, the last time they played this badly, they were relegated. That's the one thing you don't want. You don't want to get all the way to the to the to the Bundesliga, shine in a way where you get into Champions League, and then have that be so much that you capitulate all your way back to two Bundesliga. That's the last thing you want. I have a question for you because you've been here yeah. at the old wood. I wrote under the, the the by the old woodsman's house, the Stadion an der Alten Försterei. Yeah. Knowing how proud the fans are of this stadium and what they've built because they built it with their own hands, right? It's, it's, it's a people's club. It is really cool. How, how angry do you think they really are that these European games are being brought to the Olympiastadion, kind of UEFA twisting the, the club's arm? It's a great question, because when we went, there was a, a gentleman who's uh, an Englishman. I wish I remembered his name. He's, a, he's an English dude who lives, um, who lives in, uh, he's part of like the, he was a journalist and he's, he knows the folklore of the team. He understands the entire process. He took us on a tour and we were allowed to sit in this like special media room um, where they have like dignitaries sometimes come or whoever comes that, that's important gets to sit in this room and it's a log cabin. The inside is a log cabin with like fake, um, uh, what's that, like the animals, I forget, taxidermy. It's like fake taxidermy and stuff. And I was like, what's the, why is this a log cabin? It's just odd. Normally they're like very futuristic, you know, modern. And he's like, no, this is like important to the culture. Everything they talked about was how important the stadium was because it was a meeting ground for the fan base. And the fan base, regardless of how bad the team was playing, they felt that this was their home. So for the game not to be, for the games not to be there, I think the real issue also stems from the argument as to whether this was a FIFA or a UEFA thing, I should say, or whether this was a team thing. You saw how many seats they sold. I've heard from people who were at the last game at at the Olympia Stadium where they said there were so many seats sold, they actually sold past the capacity. People were sitting in the stairs. They couldn't even get to seats. Seats were taken by other fans. Clearly, there's a massive demand, but to not have these games in your home, it seems like you're adding a bit more fuel to the fire that's already being created within this fan base for how bad this season is going. But doesn't money come into it? You're in this competition for the first time. But that's anti-Union Berlin. That's that's everything they stand against. Listen, I'm I'm uh, pro-Union Berlin, but... but I feel like you don't sound it. No, I'm kidding. I'm just saying from, from a business standpoint, you want to take and get as much money as you possibly can, because in theory, that should help your club become bigger and better moving forward. This is a bigger, com- this I is get a much it. bigger I get conversation it. because you can be the of the people all you want until, hey, we still need money to compete so, at this level. Right, I wonder, right, exactly. I wonder where you get more money. And this is something that we probably have to look up. But it I would say credit card scamming. No. In, oh, you have multiple choice? Crypto? Wins in the Champions League or the three home games that you can sell out at the Olympic Stadion? I wonder if the you. The correct get, answer is both. Right, but, but imagine you being playing at your actual home stadium might make you a little bit stronger. 
you might feel within your context. Are you there? They kind of feel like fish out of water, perhaps. Maybe. I don't know. But we'll see. I just, I'm super disappointed Questions because that are way above they were my very pay fun to watch. <laughs> mm. I got no clue. Um, all right. Uni in Berlin, Napoli, 3 p.m. on Paramount+. Plus. We are going to take another break. Uh, we are, guys, it's bracket time. Ooh. MLS brackets. We're filling them out after the break. Don't go anywhere. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. <laughs> 